Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Happy New Year's, Kelly. Happy New Year's, Karen. What a beautiful morning. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm excited. It's a fresh start to the year. Um, I also have a fresh start in September, like many people. That yes. feels like a different kind of New Year. Um, but this is, this is crisp. It's January. It's just fun. I'm organized and ready to go. All right. So we need two male names today. Okay, so I'll choose Dahl and Kite. Okay, so Dahl, I'm going to choose to be the client, and um, he books a half hour and asks me if I can go into an open session around Kite. And the very first thing I hear from the spirit world is Kite is his son. And so I thought, well, what kind of age when you say his son? And he goes, well, he says he is a child, he's around 10. So I said, okay, that's fine. Is that significant to say? And they said, well, you can use that as a validation. He would love it. So so his son is alive then? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I should have said that as well. He's alive. And the reason that he's asking about Kite, the guides are telling me, um, has to do with some behavioral issues. And he's hoping for that, but he's not telling you that. He has specific needs, but he's saying go open because he's been told to do that. So I said, oh, okay. So I passed that by him and he said, that's, that's, that's correct. But how do you know that? And he says, so are you guessing it? And I said, no. I said, the spirit guides are telling me that. 
Who's spirit guides? And I'm pointing that out today because I find that's a common question. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, Kelly, I feel like I know it solidly that it's my spirit guides telling me. And sometimes in this particular situation, to me, it feels like there's a group. It feels like it's my spirit guides, dolls, and kites. So I tried to explain this to him, and he's okay with it, but you can see that he's trying to figure out then, well, how could you be listening to three people speaking at the same time? Well, I don't think that's even necessarily, like, that's a big assumption. I can make a comment, and two people behind me can nod their heads in agreement, and you can say that all three people said. Yeah. Or all three people think because you have confirmation, but it's not necessarily that we're all talking at once. Thank you for doing that. It's good that you're able to explain that um, and for me to stick to the story. So Mm -hmm. thanks. And and even less has to happen in the spirit world, really, because if one spirit guide steps forward that belongs to you or any one of them, the other two could just stand behind. And that is a symbol of showing up together, being on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to explain it to him the best that I could at the time. You did a much better job. Thanks. And and he seemed okay, I'm going to say. Um, And you could still see that he's trying to sort it through in his mind. And just let that be because I think that's normal and healthy. Um, Also us too. Yes. Uh, absolutely. So he goes, you continue and go into the open for me for Kite. So the spirit guides said to me that the first thing that they wanted to bring up has to do with Kite's diet, but it has very much to do with the parents, both dads, in terms of that they have seen a naturopathic doctor with Kite. They were told by the naturopathic doctor that part of the behavioral issues were as a result of allergies and, let's call it dissonance, Um, that the body is out of whack, out of order, out of sense, um, and that it's affecting his mind, and that they know, in fact, that flour and sugar are two of the key things that bother Kite very much. And I said to the, to the guides, well, if they know that and it's been tested and a doctor has told them that, what is the problem? And they said, oh, well, the dads are very aware of all of that, but they don't monitor it. So if he wants pizza on Friday night, he's not getting a gluten-free crust because he'll cry or he'll complain or he'll just have a temper tantrum about it. So instead, they just order regular pizza and think, oh, well. And so while they allow the diet to be very out of whack for him, meaning not the regime that he needs, his brain and his gut and his organs and his behaviors are responding. And they don't want to take any responsibility for the fact that this 10-year-old Um, needs guidance and needs the proper food in the home and needs the proper meals at a a mealtime. And if they're not going to say, no, then it's not going to be pizza at all. You have five other choices that are all healthier for you. Pizza's no longer on the table. They don't do that. 
they're more into people-pleasing Kite than they are into his health. And that's how the guides worded that. Uh, But they're not happy with his behavior and they're calling to ask about it. Yeah. And so the guides are putting it back on Dahl and his husband Mm -hmm. and saying, no, no, you don't get to call and ask about Kite. We're going to address you and your partner. Mm. This is actually going to be a session about you two and your behaviors. But they're trying to project it all onto Kite's behavior. I think that's why a lot of people don't want to go to therapy. (laughs) I don't want to put my kid in it because I'll be told that I'm not doing a good job. Exactly. And they don't want to go back to the naturopath because the naturopath is going to hold them accountable as to what their 10-year-old gets in his lunches at school and what he gets served up in the fridge or in the treat cupboard or whatever it is that they've got in their home versus what should be in those in the fridge, in the pantry, and so on, mm-hmm. right? They're the ones doing the grocery shopping. Kite doesn't even grocery shop with them. Right. Also, he's 10, and you're supposed to be teaching self-regulation. Oh, I love how you're pointing that out. Because as he becomes a teenager and an adult and far into senior years in his life, he's going to struggle with self-regulation. And when he gets attracted to somebody who has it and perhaps wants them to be his partner because he knows it's a part of himself that he is missing and that he longs for because it brings you healthiness, he's going to sabotage that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so the guides asked me to explain all of that to Dahl. And he sits and listens. That's good. Yeah. He just listens. The spirit guides then choose to move into a little bit of a different area. And they say that Kite likes physical fitness and they think he doesn't. So they keep putting it in his face that he needs to exercise, he needs to socialize, and how good it is, and they preach. And the things they preach about are educational, they're correct, but then they turn around and they make him go to hockey. So when I'm a little bit confused about that, the guides explain to me that he really does want to play, he really does want to be with other kids his age, both male and female. He likes his body and movement. He thoroughly enjoys getting sweaty and getting into things. It's the sport they've chosen for him. So they have him in hockey and he does not want to hit. He does not want to compete. He wants to play in a very, I'll say a recreational kind of league. He doesn't want the coaches yelling at him. He wants to get up and go out and play with his friends and be on the rink. But it's more of a case of, I'd rather do that outside and play road hockey. Or I'd rather go to a community rink and play with everybody of all ages. Like unorganized. Also, your brain's not functioning properly because they're not feeding you well. Yeah. So how do you go into a sport that you already hate and feel good about movement if your body's inflamed? You got it. So... Kite keeps trying to say to to them that he wants to do these other things just simply because he puts his skates on of his own free will and says, I'm heading over to the rink. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, great. And they think, this is confusing. He seems to really like hockey. 
why doesn't he want to go and play on Sunday at 2 p.m. on this rink to compete? Because you're being dicks about it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. So the guys are explaining this because each time that Kite tries to explain this to them, they don't listen. At that point, Kelly, I hear in the spirit world an older woman's voice laughing. And she says, hello. Is it me? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) It's an older woman. And I said, who is this? And she says, I'm Doll's grandmother. Okay. I said, okay, not Kite's, you're Doll's. And she goes, yes, I'm Doll's grandmother. And I want you to tell him something from me. And this is really going to grab him. And I said, what's that? She goes, I want you to say it exactly like this. Doll, put your ears on and turn up the volume. Cute. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I said that exactly the way that she said it. And then I said to him, now I do believe that this is your grandmother because this is what she's telling me. She says she's dead. She's in the spirit world. And that you will understand this because it is something that she used to say to you regularly when you were listening, but not really listening. You're listening to the words and you know there's sound floating around. (laughs) You know somebody's yapping at you, but you're not. Yeah, it's like I hear you, but I'm not listening. Yeah. He's he's not really listening to Kite at all, or he would really truly understand this. And so he goes, really? He goes, I feel shame. And I said, well, as long as you feel shame for a short period of time, and then you do something productive for Kite, your partner and yourself, then that will have been shame well worth feeling. Mm -hmm. But if you sit in it and you do nothing. Or you just sit in it. Right. And you keep the patterns going that you have been doing then there's nothing I can do to help you. You'd need a therapist to help you understand your shame more and to give you some more tools to come out of it. And I said, but your grandma is here to tell this to you in a really loving, supportive way, not in a nitpicky kind of way of put your ears on and turn up the volume. She's not, she's not doing that to be critical or condescending. She's doing that to say, This is an opportunity where I try to teach you this skill and you still don't have it. I'm going to come in from the spirit world and say it with a ton of love, but it's something that you still need to hear. And that makes me kind of sad. Mm -hmm. And then he just hung his head. And I said, okay, we are going to give you a couple of minutes to feel your shame. And then we have to move on. Because I'm not going to sit here for the rest of your session while you mope around in it. And his head popped up and he goes, mope around, eh? And I said, yeah. He goes, is that something that you would say? And I said, yeah. I said, that's an expression I know. I don't refer to it all the time. He goes, well, I think you're still being my grandma because that's what she would have said. And I said, well, you can make that decision. Uh, It doesn't need to be that I need to clarify that for you. You do what you need to with that. 
Then the spirit guides come in and they say, we want to move to the final topic today. Um, Kite needs to get up a lot earlier than they are allowing him to get up. So he needs routine in the morning, and this is how we would like them to approach it for his personality and for his brain function. We would like you to say, what do you want to do, Kite, before you go to school in the morning so that you go to school feeling energized and excited? And point out feelings he'd like to feel going on the bus. So they ask, so this is the first thing, ask him what he wants to feel. And then Dahl says, I need to write this all down. And he goes, what's next? And I said, well, what's next is you need to discuss the activities that he currently does in a day that create those feelings. And then the third thing is to figure out which ones can be done before school. Then the fourth thing to be done is to create a little routine in the morning and practice that on the weekends. So that on the weekday mornings, he'll be in a little bit of practice if he does that, you know, say for a month, and then can step into it. So they're asking Kite to create a process. And they're asking Dahl and his husband to teach him how to create a healthy process of thinking. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to implement it in a day that won't create the stress. And then to implement it slowly in the other days. So he might choose to do it on a Tuesday and a Thursday, a Saturday and a Sunday. Until Kite gets up and wants to do it every morning before he goes to school. He goes, could you give me an example? Just a quick one of what you mean. I said, yeah. I said, if Kite loves reading, and it's one of the things that makes him feel calm and centered and just lovely, then maybe he wants to put in five, ten minutes of reading in the morning. So then you would write down reading, and then you would write down ten minutes. So now you know he needs to get up 10 minutes earlier than he has been so that he has the leisurely time of reading for 10 minutes. And he might even pick a book that he reads just in the mornings that really excite him and make him happy to read. Then if he wants to perhaps do something physical, like maybe he wants to stretch or perhaps he wants to go outside and have fresh air. Maybe he needs 15 minutes of walking or riding a bike or throwing a baseball, or maybe he needs 15 minutes of shooting a puck into a net into the driveway. Then you write down um, net and hockey stick practice and you write down 15 minutes. So now he knows if you're going to put those two things together and he needs roughly an extra half hour in the morning to be able to do two of his favorite things. Now you're backing up his wake up time maybe from you know, 7.30 to 7 a.m. And now he knows why he's getting up at seven and he can wake up, hear the alarm and know he has two fun things to do before school. Mm-hmm. So... Dahl says to me, I think this can work. He says, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to write it all down and talk to my husband, and we're going to sit down and talk to Dahl. This is something I think can work. And his spirit guides come in and say, this is something Dahl needs before he goes to work in the morning because he's very much like Kite. He gets to work, and he's already miserable. He, He doesn't realize his mood 
and how rushed he feels is affecting how other people feel his energy when he comes to work. This is something that he could do too. So I said that. I said, Doll, when you get to doing this with Kite, why don't you get up with him and do the very same routine, but pick two or one or however many things you want in that half hour? He goes, oh, Karen, I've been listening. He goes, I, I can list things in my head that I want to do, and I've already decided I want up an hour early. Hmm. He goes, I know exactly what you're doing now. And I don't know why I haven't thought of this because I do it before I go to bed at night. Hmm. He says, so now you're just saying, start my day like this and end my day like this. And I said, yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you bookend your day with fun? Yeah. I hate when my alarm goes off. I hate it. It's the fucking worst. (laughs) And yet every morning I hear the alarm and I think, ugh, already? And then I think, oh my God, I get to have coffee with Karen. And I shoot up out of bed. Yeah. And yeah, the first five minutes suck when you're in that groggy little state. And I think this is something people don't understand about morning people. We don't necessarily always wake up fucking refreshed. (laughs) We don't always wake up energized. We don't always wake up in good moods. We wake up and look forward to the routine that we're doing. We muscle through those first little groggy minutes and get into the routine that switches everything. Yep. Yep. You've said it perfectly. Then... Outside of the session, because this session is over, I said to Doll, could I tell you about a light I bought? Hmm. And he said, yes. What do you mean? And I said, I bought this Philips light. It's shaped like a donut. I think it's called Somna or Somnia or something. And you program it to start half an hour before you want your wake up. And it starts with a deep red color to light red, deep orange to light orange, yellow to light yellow, and then bright white light. So when I want to wake up at 6, the light starts coming on in my room at 5.30. And by the time my alarm actually goes off at 6 o'clock, my brain has been trained that there's been a sunrise. And I wake up with enough energy to actually get up at 6. And I'm not hitting snooze, snooze, snooze. Mm -hmm. And you, you just feel so energized doing it. Now... I'm going to specify too that we live in Northern Canada where we have winters and it is dark here till 8 Mm a.m. So this light has been absolutely something that's been fantastic for me during the fall, late fall and winter months. So I'll just say that I added that at the end and I thought I would add it at the end of the show today in case anybody is sitting there going, I think I need that light in my kid's room. Yeah. And I'll just say too, like we're not Amazon affiliates. We're not earning money off of these products. We're not sponsored. These are just tried, tested and true. Yeah. And I mean, I had tried different alarms and other things in life. This light is a game changer. So I'll just leave that at the end. And you know what, Kelly, like clearly he needed to hear this as much as his son. Mm. Well, they're annoyed with each other. They're angry back and forth, right? And That's I'm sure, so good. yeah. And and then you're just in this cycle of blame the bad guy, because well, my dad's telling me to do things I don't want to do. My son is behaving poorly, and I'm just going to make it the other person's fault instead of hey, how could we enjoy family time? How could we enjoy the tasks that we do choose to do, whether they're individual or quality time altogether? You know, Kelly, when you come over in the morning, like now you've been coming over around seven o'clock. Um, I've decided to still get up at six so that between six and seven, before you arrive for coffee, 
um, I'm going to get on the treadmill and do a walk and put on YouTube and pick different routes. And I do all of my physio stretching. So I get one hour in before you arrive to do two things that I want to do because after our coffee, when I jump into the shower, I have this gorgeous moment in the shower where I feel amazing that I got in a coffee with my daughter, a conversation with you, company with you and Parker and Winston, and a workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it's just totally setting the tone for your day. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And you get to pick and choose the feelings and the activities that you want, which I think were the key things for Dahl to focus on with his son. Mm-hmm. And his partner. Yeah. Man, I I think about what Kite is just about to be introduced to. And I, I wish so badly that I could go back and redo mm-hmm. my school days. Um, not because I want, you know, certain experiences by any means, but I just would do it so much differently for, for my energy and for my health and happiness. I didn't know at 10 years old that I needed sunlight and activity before I went to school. I wanted sleep. Yeah. I didn't know that, you know, I could get up and do anything other than watch cartoons because that was the fixation I had at 10 years old, right? Yeah. But even, you know, going into high school and, and Kite's going to need this, obviously, as as he grows, like, I would have loved to have created a morning routine thinking that I could have fun instead of the stress of, it's a school day. Mm-hmm. I have to be school focused. I need to get ready for this. I do know there will be people listening to this going, I get it, I get it, because I grew up on a farm. Or I get it because I went to a hockey rink at 6 a.m. and then showered and went home and got ready for school. Because you wanted to. Yeah. Or I went to the swimming pool at the YMCA and swam with my team from 6 till 7. I know there are people that get this, and I want to say I'm so happy for you. Yeah. But for all of the other children... Um, adults and teenagers that never knew this and, and are just listening to it for the first time, um, it's a beautiful thing to know. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing to try to put in your life and do as slowly as you can, implement it. You know, if you can't do it all at once and change it by an hour, change it by 15 minutes in one activity. Just go easy, but work on it. It's worth it. Beautiful. Thank you for putting the show together. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.